Welcome to Rocco Radio. I'm Jason Bryan, and you're listening to The Big Interview. These days, since LTE is so well established internationally, the need for IPX services is paramount to the success of international roaming. For one IPX network, Cineverse, it's the second time global MNOs have rated them the best in the market. Recently, I had the real pleasure to interview John Wick, Senior Vice President and General Manager of Mobile Transaction Services at Cineverse. In his interview, John talks to us about the Internet of Things, Volte, and RCS, and what's next for Cineverse in the coming year. I can tell you that Volte is being used for carrier-to-carrier communications within the larger carriers within the continent, and they're also starting to investigate opening up video channels between the carrier networks, and that's another use case that's enabled by IMS. It's a real pleasure to be here with John Wick, Senior Vice President and General Manager at Mobile Transaction Services at Cineverse. Hello, John. How are you doing? Doing well, Jason. How are you? I'm really well. I'm very happy to be here chatting with you. Now, as you know, we've been doing IPX research in Rocco for a few years now. And before, in the past, Cineverse have been in a leadership position. In fact, you were number one in terms of all the IPX in the market. Also for 2017's report, you were also in the leadership position, number one of all vendors in the report. What was the reaction internally to Cineverse's win? Oh, everybody is extremely excited and, you know, very, very thankful and grateful. The customer base that graded us on, uh, you know, giving us such high scores and putting us in the leadership position as a result of this research. From the chief executive officer down to every part of the company, we've made sure that the uh, that the findings of this have been shared, not only across, you know, the company and the employee base, but we've also made sure that there's a good bit of conversations happening outside of the walls with our customers as well. So we're, we're excited. I mean, it's a credit to different teams in the company that, that run the IPX business, whether it's operations, engineering, technology, sales, marketing, product, everybody uh, plays a key role. And this is an important part of the, uh, you know, Cineverse as a company. So we're thrilled and excited to see that all of our efforts are paying off and you really can't do better than getting scored by your customer base. And that's the way I look at this research. It's an extraction of our customer base and their views of the industry and the, the suppliers in the industry that they can choose from. And so it's it's very exciting. And, uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to the people within the company that make it possible every day that, you know, we are an IPX and that we're able to be the leader. So um, exciting. And, uh, you know, thank you as well to Rocco for conducting the research and making it possible. Yeah, it's really always interesting to hear from MNOs, I have to say, because, you know, you can imagine with everything that's going on in the MNO space, especially for the roaming internet teams, there's so much pressure to achieve the results, right, of the roaming revenues, etc. So getting the time to take a survey is not always easy, but it's always great to hear from them. And One of the things we noticed from the report was that one of the top requirements, actually, from MNOs was around Volte, Voice over LTE services. What do you think of Volte? Is this a solution which is going to be temporary? Is it going to be lost after 5G? Is it something that is a niche for certain MNOs? Or is it something that's really going to become ubiquitous globally? That's a great question. I mean, I um, you know there is a lot of activity within North America and the U.S. specifically around Volte, but at the same time, there's a good amount of activity happening globally. At, you know, with uh, Volte as well. 
we see Volti as a very viable use case within the ecosystem. I think, you know, it has strong survivability going forward. I don't think 5G stamps it out. I think the ability to communicate using voice is still the killer use case, whether it's over a traditional channel or a data channel. You know, and if you think about Volti as just another use case within the set of use cases we refer to as IMS, kind of segues to a conversation about RCS. There's a lot of very important things that are, you know, made possible, you know, by deploying the IMS use cases. The quality of voices is, is very impressive. You know, I'm a user of Volti as a uh, Verizon customer within the United States. I can tell you that Volte is being used for carrier-to-carrier communications within the larger carriers within the continent. And they're also starting to investigate opening up video channels between the carrier networks. And that's another use case that's enabled by IMS. So I think in the long term, I think it's got a lot of staying power. I think, uh, you know, there's certainly a long way to go. It hasn't picked up as quickly as I think some of us would have liked. But it's not from lack of activity and attention is what I would say. There's been a lot of focus, you know, just getting Volte to work within the internal networks before the carriers were prepared to start looking beyond on the inter-carrier level to introduce Volte to uh, carrier to carrier. You know, my personal viewpoint, large percentage of the handsets are capable of doing it, and that's going to continue to increase. And Volte, you know, it's nicely complemented by Wi-Fi calling. So, you know, depending on what kind of bearer network you're on, Volte is a good use case. At the same time, HD voice over Wi-Fi works quite well at the same time. So I think kind of categorize it as, you know, bringing native HD voice capabilities to the handsets. Volte and Wi-Fi calling are two key contributors to that. And I think they've got a lot of life left in them. It's interesting your insights actually one thing that we would expect is that even with internet of things we would expect that mnos want to at some point close their 3g network so not to have volte is really not to be able to offer voice services in that context exactly it's a requirement you know it's something that you have to embrace as you progress across the technology timeline and phase out your legacy 3g assets and bring on you know, current state 4G and beyond assets, whether it's 4G LTE or, you know, full IMS and eventually 5G. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you've got to be able to satisfy the killer use case of voice and HD voice is the answer to that. And HD voice is enabled by Volte, Wi-Fi calling, and then also, you know, the -the over-the-top applications that do voice, they also are able to deliver HD quality. I agree. It's got a lot of life in it and it's going to be around for quite a while. One of the other topics that you just referred to was RCS. From our perspective, I mean, globally, we all know Cineverse is one of more important mobile engagement vendors in the market, and you really have diversified your services. Now we have RCS, and it was announced at SMS 2.0. There's a lot of initiatives going on. What do you think of RCS? Is it a niche? Is it something that you imagine to take off? I'm a fan of RCS. I like RCS. You know, we were actively involved three to five years ago when there was, you know, a a lot of trial activity being sponsored by the GSM Association. And you had, you know, the European variant of RCS that was coming to life and things kind of died down for a period of time. But then within the last, you know, 12 months, they've really come back to life. What's interesting is what's driving the bulk of the activity, in my estimation, is the application-to-person use case. So you can kind of divide messaging up into P2P, 
which is person to person, and then A to P, which is application to person. What we're seeing from Cineverse is, you know, the majority of the focus of activity right now is centering on A to P. And I think over time, P to P will just not, you know, logically draft into the stream. But it's an interesting use case. I think it's got a lot of potential. I think it's got a lot of potential to help the carriers with, you know, positioning themselves more strongly in the over the top space with solutions that they can offer to their customers that are very much like what customers get from some of the other companies that are not carriers. We're bullish on RCS. And then, as you said, we've always been a large platform provider for messaging, both A2P and P2P. We don't intend to change that. So we're in the game and we're in the game big. Beyond, say, A2P, I mean, I think A2P SMS has clearly got its foundation set for many years ahead. And with RCS also, there is a likelihood that will be a great success. Beyond RCS, what else should our listeners be looking out for, would you say? Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more activity around the sponsored data use cases, for example, that kind of fit into mobile engagement where, you know, a lot more real-time interaction between the network and the end user, making sure that they've got, you know, full visibility and frictionless access to options. Mobility is not going to change. We're always going to have to deal with mobility in this space. The fact that these devices aren't tethered to a wire, that's never going to change. And that's kind of a theme that Cineverse has embraced throughout the life of the company is, you know, focusing on mobility, enabling mobility, solving mobility. That's not going to change. So there's going to be more devices as, you know, every quarter by quarter goes by. The number of devices will increase. The capabilities of the devices will continue to increase. The expectations of the network will continue to increase. What's exciting, though, is that the piece parts needed to make all of that work are coming into place. So, you know, now we just have to come together and integrate and make things work. But I think you'll see a lot more real-time interaction between the networks and the users and the devices coming soon. One of the other key areas, of course, is Internet of Things. This is interesting for mobile network operators. And actually, I see many MNOs really getting on board with this and looking out towards 2020, 2025 for a big business to come from this. But mm-hmm. in reality, I, I was recently reading a report which says maybe it's only going to be around 16% of the overall business which is going to go to MNOs. Maybe they, they can get more traffic coming from LTEM or some of the MIOT initiatives uh, that are going on. And what's your view on that? I think that might be a little bit conservative, uh, to be honest with you. You know, Somebody's still got to provide the connectivity, the network, be able to stand behind the availability and the quality of service. And also, you know, to some degree, provide platforms that are specifically in place to address these devices. Think about the devices, you know, somebody has to provide SIM cards, you know, maybe not all of these devices are going to have a SIM card, but a lot of them will. And, you know, based on what you read, this population of IoT devices is is going to be anywhere from 30 to 40 billion within the next 36 months. So, you know, somebody's going to be very busy providing the required hardware to enable devices, the required credentials so that that device is able to uh, be mobile around the world. So again, you know, back to the mobility topic, these devices may not be tied to a human being, but they're certainly going to be mobile. And the expectation will be that they can move anywhere, anytime, and still interact with a network. Now, the, the, the point you bring up is that there are some new networks, I think, you know, rising up to the top that may not directly involve the MNOs. But I think the fact remains is that 
the bulk of penetration globally for a viable network that is able to offer true mobility, quality, and availability, that's the MNOs in my estimation. So what percent of the market that translates to for them or what percent of the overall opportunity? Uh, you know, who knows, but I think it's north of 10%, maybe south of 50%, but north of 10 for sure. It certainly feels more comfortable, doesn't it, to have a device on a GSM network because we always associate GSM networks with security and protocols and quality of service. It just becomes more convenient for lower-level products, everyday products that we're using, which are not really affected you know, by their speed or the quality of service, might go to yeah. Wi-Fi. So. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think that's an, that, that's an important way to look at the distribution of the market. So there's going to be parts of the population of devices that aren't mission critical, but I think there's going to be a large percentage of them that are mission critical that may be associated with logistics or transportation or financial. And these are the industrial segments where there's going to be the propensity to pay for a service that's available and quality and that works. So I think there's an opportunity there. I'm not sure what the ARPU will be for a refrigerator probably not very high, but, you know, it's probably a very different discussion if you're talking about, you know, mission critical logistical assets that are, you know, in transit and, um, you know, need to be uh, tracked, monitored and managed. With all of these topics in mind, you know, covered so many things already. What are the current projects of of Cinevis? What are you guys working on these days? Great question. So, so we're very focused on cloud enabling the company. This is a continuous process. So, you know, very focused on making sure that Cineverse is moving in a direction of being a cloud company, um, you know, making Cineverse a platform company. So, you know, people can consume Cineverse via a platform, you know, no different than uh, what you would expect doing business with the likes of AWS and companies like that. So we're very focused on, you know, converting as many of the assets in the company to a cloud platform consumable environment as possible. We're very focused on security. So back to the topic around Internet of Things. You think about these assets that we've accumulated over the years to make this global GSM mobility thing a reality. Well, it turns out that those aren't real common assets in other segments of the world from a business perspective. However, there's a lot of companies in the world that are currently running businesses that are somewhat exposed to the public Internet, and they're looking for alternatives. Well, guess what? This this ecosystem that we all sit in was put together with the foresight that they didn't want to be on the public Internet. And we have a global, high-quality, high-availability, ubiquitous environment that is effectively isolated from the public Internet. So we're very focused on leveraging that. And I think that that opens doors for Cineverse to uh, some new segments, you know. We remain very focused on the carrier segment. That's not going to change. That's where our DNA is, and you know that's critically important to us, and we're very focused on that and continuing to invest in that. But at the same time, we're, we're looking at opportunities, looking at some new areas. In terms of new areas, and you know, we're at the beginning of a new year. Um, Mobile World Congress is coming up in a few weeks. What are the new things which Cineverse are bringing to the market in 2018? Anything you want to share yeah. with us now? You're going to see us talking about you know, some of the new ways we're embracing RCF and some of the interesting things that we're doing with the IPX to make it future-proof and take it in some new directions. So it's going to be very exciting. Are you going to be attending the Mobile World Congress yourself? Absolutely. I will be there. Yep. I'm sure you'll be there too. Hopefully we can hook up. I will indeed be there and looking forward to seeing what the new things are, if there are any really new things, which are the big stories there, you know, because we're all thinking these days about 5G and I remember last year thinking, okay, well, it still seems very conceptual. Well, John, 
Thank you so much for your time, John, and I wish you a good... Jason, you're, you're very welcome. Thank you again for the contributions you make to the industry and, you know, just critical research that you and your organization are able to provide. And it's certainly been a pleasure talking to you today. It's a great pleasure to speak to you too, and I wish you a good trip to Barcelona. I hope to see you there. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Look out for more big interviews in the coming weeks. If you're an MO, enterprise, or vendor, you might be interested in participating in our messaging strategy surveys. Focus on understanding what are the next trends in messaging. All you need to do to take part is just click on the survey for your business type on our research projects page. For your time spent in the survey, Rocco will send you free strategic content created from the feedback across all three surveys. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan, and you've been listening to The Big Interview from Rocco Radio.